Hello, 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 friends. I am so excited for you to be here at another episode of Ask the Coach with the Sweet Disaster podcast. I get the pleasure to bring on today an incredible light in person that I got to meet um, through the beauty of technology and social media. Um, Carrie, can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Um, you truly are just an incredible light, and I want others to know who you are and what you do. Yeah, super. Well, thanks for having me. This is super fun. I'm glad we can kind of chat. Um, this is a, a really oppor great opportunity for me. Um, so a little bit about who I am. So I am a professional certified coach and I work specifically with working moms and also moms who might be in a transition trying to think about whether they want to go back to work or maybe they're navigating out of the workforce. So that's what I do. I'm just super passionate about supporting moms. And now I know we had kind of talked over like both of us, our journeys kind of started based off of our own experiences and feeling like there was a gap in that, in that area, right? We both were kind of, you know, mine was a health journey where I felt like in the midst of all this health journey, I didn't really see a mom that looked like me. It was all these like gorgeous houses always put together and I kind of felt awkward. Um, so now you, yours is a very similar situation in the way that you were trying to get out of corporate America and then you didn't feel like you had anybody kind of there to help you kind of do that transition. Could you tell us a little bit more about what actually started this all for you? Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. So my my professional background in corporate is in human resources. So I worked um, at a small stint in finance very, very early in my career, but then found HR and I worked at a small healthcare technology company, um, went on to further get my MBA where I continued to focus in on HR and then had joined Adobe as um, a program manager. So at Adobe in HR, I worked on a lot of cross-functional initiatives related to talent development and employee growth and development, like the annual performance review, employee survey, things like that. And had a fabulous experience at Adobe. Like at Adobe is a fantastic place to work. I, I grew in my career there and um, became the chief of staff for the head of HR, which is when I started to actually have my own team. So I led a team of internal HR consultants, if you will, that almost were like mini human capital consultants that we did. We did a lot of project mm -hmm. management work. So in, in leading that team, what I really fell in love with was the one-on-ones with those team members. Um, you know, of course, we talk about goals and next steps and support I can give them on their different projects. But I really love those conversations that were more centered around, like, who they are. Like, what do they need from a manager? What do they need in their career? What are they looking to be creating for themselves? I love those types of conversations. So that's when I first just started to feel like, you know, I really love this one-on-one -on -one connection. I love, I was kind of informally doing coaching. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah. then, so the journey continues. I then um, got pregnant and I had my first child, um, Evelyn. And so this is where I think for me, it was a really interesting and pivotal time. Um, and, you know, it's really part of my story that I, I love to share. So, you know, I was on a really strong career track. Um, I really was. My career was blossoming. I was given new opportunities. Uh, things were going really 
great. And at the same time, there's always been part of me that wanted to be a stay-at-home parent. Mm -hmm. And so it was this tug. It was this tug of like, okay, what do I do? Do I stay in my career? Do I come become a full-time parent? Like I felt like I was letting something down, either yeah. choice I made. And you know, my dear husband, we talked about this so much. I had basically my husband to talk to and my family, but really mm -hmm. no one else. Um, you know, the irony was I was in human resources, but I, I didn't actually talk to anyone in human resources. And it was a very personal thing. And I just remember in that moment, just feeling like I really wish I had a neutral person other than my husband, other than my family and friends who could just be there to hear me out, listen and provide that container of space. Yes. I ultimately was going to make the, the decision I was going to make either way, but just having that right. space. So that is a huge part of my journey, Seventy, in finding coaching because I saw a need for it uh, myself at that time. Yeah. I mean, there's a definite need. And, and I love that your husband was there to be the ear. I mean, my own husband was there when, you know, one of us was always home and there was a short period of, or a couple of years where I was the one working solely providing for my home and being out in the corporate America. And then as we had kind of gone through this transition period, I kind of wanted to put my feet in the ground and be like, no, it's my turn. Like it's my turn to stay in corporate America and do this thing. But at the same time, I knew it was best for me to come home. And, and you're right. And they lend an ear, but they kind of just don't understand and know the magnitude of the pressure that we feel like you feel like you're letting yourself down or, or the working woman down by coming home you feel kind of like maybe you're letting your family down of like, how am I going to provide then? Because we're so used to providing being a dollar amount in the money in your bank account. And as that stay at home mom, you're like, well, am I really providing anything? Because I don't bring in a paycheck and, and this is just expected of me and, you know, kind of a thing. And you, you sit in this in between and it's a very awkward in between <laughs> And you would love to have somebody who kind of understands that, that pressure that we feel and that, you know, I want to pursue my dreams, but I also want to be a mom and I want to be a good mom, one that's there and active and a participant, not just hearing it from the nanny or hearing it from my husband or, you know, watching it via picture. Like I want to be there. I want to be in that moment. And I 100% wish, and I've told you this too, <laughs> I wish I had somebody like you that I could have sat there and been like, okay, I know that this decision's up to me, but can I run thoughts with you? Can we just mm -hmm. chat this out? Because mm -hmm. you know what? My own head is wonderful. And I know my husband's got me and he's supportive, but I need a third party to be like the mediator in this moment because my head is, my head is not talking the same as my heart. And it's all a mess. And I don't know what I'm doing. You know, you the one moment when you feel the least in control is in that transition period when you're going between, okay, do I keep my corporate job? Do I stay the mom? What do I do? And what's the best for for me, my family, all of it? Like you're you're weighing out a lot of options when you're deciding even just a job, let alone a new job that might bring you home. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. So well said, Stephanie. So well said. And I think, yeah, you say you wear, you're weighing out options. And then I also think there's this element of like these shoulds, at least for me, there was this heavy should like, oh, I should continue my career because look at how far I've come. And, you know, I had invested also a lot in my education and, and, you know, I was on a leadership track. And so there are a lot of these shoulds. And Mm -hmm. that's another thing to navigate because I think in general humans, but especially moms, we, we should do this. We should do that. We look at society. What are other people doing? And where coaching could have really helped me in that moment was like you said, that person to run things by, but also, also an opportunity to have that per- neutral person ask me questions. Well, like, you know, wh- what's coming up for you right now, Carrie? What's, you know, what's stopping you from going back to work? What's the challenge with you thinking about becoming a stay-at-home mom? Like asking all those really insightful questions. And um, yeah, that's, it's, it's all of that. It's all of that and such it's so tricky. It's so tricky for all of us. And I think, I think as I've gotten more mature as a mom and I've gotten more mature over the years too, I've also come into um, better understand like my own voice and the power of my own choice. And mm-hmm. I think back then I wasn't as confident in that. And now I have that confidence in knowing that, you know, I can empower this choice. I can not listen to those stories and the shoulds and you know, I can move forward in a way that feels right for me. Correct. And I think that that is something I think all women need to learn is to, to love who you are, like love your voice, use your voice, um, be empowered by it. And the choices that you make, whether they're good, bad, or otherwise, whether anybody has a say in it or not, or would, you know, like, I mean, there's been plenty of times where I'm like, I probably look around and my mom would probably choose something different for me or a friend would probably be like, I mean, is that really the wisest choice? Mm -hmm. But it was my choice in the end and I have to make the choice and just be empowered by it and love it. It's just Mm -hmm. kind of the way I look at it. I'm like, I have to love my choices. It doesn't matter if society likes it, if the outside world likes it, I have to like it. And so- I don't have to just like it. I have to love it because I have to live it. And mm-hmm. so if we can't get through that, then there's a, that that barrier and that block. And we don't want to, I think that this conversation is so awesome because I don't want anyone to ever feel like they resent one side or the other. Like you don't want to resent your children because you became a stay-at-home mom and you feel like you couldn't pursue your passions anymore. But then you don't want to resent your job because it pulls you away from being the mom. And on top of it, we have a lot of societal pressures to be what the working mom or what this woman, you know, a working woman should look like and what your house has to be and what it needs to look like. And I think that it's awesome that you get to coach them through not just the immediate decision, but through understanding what it looks like for them. Like you're getting the ability to be like, okay, now what does working mom look like for you? Exactly. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Love that completely. And, and, and the thing too, with being a mom is things change all the time, right? There could be one year where you are 
like super committed and passionate about being a stay-at-home parent. And then the next year you're like, oh my gosh, I got to go back to work ASAP, right? And then you could be at work and think, oh no, I got to be back. Like we change, we change and we evolve. And what, what, what interestingly happened with me is like, I, I made that empowered, committed choice to be a stay-at-home parent. And I love that choice. It was the best choice for us. It worked for our family. We ended up moving abroad for a couple of years. I, I really was like the CEO of the household, as I like to say. And it was really wonderful. I felt a real privilege to be able to advocate for my children and, you know, be, be with them on the ground with everything. Um, and then, right, speaking of like things changing, I was started to get to this point of like, okay, I'm ready for something else. I don't know what it is. But all I know is that I'm just really feeling tired of what's going on day to day around here. Um, love my children to death. And I kind of wonder, like, who am I anymore? What That's do I like? Do I have any hobbies? Do I have any passions? 100%. I have a brain, right? Yeah, no, I have a brain for sure. But how am I? How can I use my brain more? <laughs> and so I started to question, like, what's my purpose? Yeah. And so I then, you know what I did? I hired my own coach. So this was before, this was bef before I became a coach. So this is many years ago. So I hired my own coach and I would just remember, oh, I like craved that time with my coach. Cause she asked me these questions. I hadn't dared ask myself before. And she would push me. She'd be like, Carrie, so you know, tell me what, you know, you're thinking about over the next, next two years. Like what could life look like? So I'd say something, but then she'd like push me like, okay, you said that that's a nice answer, but what do you really, really want? Right. Like right? she created that safe place, that safe place to be open, honest, direct. Like it was a completely judgment-free zone. And so that was pivotal for me because I came to the realization with my own being coached that, Hey, I actually wanted to create a world where I could do both. I wanted to create a world for myself where I could be a coach myself and work with women because I'm so passionate about this from my own journey and supporting them, then they can figure this out too, make choices. And then I also still wanted to be the active parent. Like I wanted to be the parent to take the kids to the doctor. I wanted to do the bus stop. I wanted, to, I still wanted to do all that. And so the beauty of this coaching experience for me was I was able to create this new life for myself and this new vision of how I had both putting together. And now that's what I have. And it's, and I think that coaching experience that I had myself was so critical for that because yeah. the questions that my coach asked me were not questions my husband was asking me. They were questions that were more forward thinking, like questions about thinking about possibility. And yeah. that's where the power comes in. Well, and I think that something you mentioned is that we could go through, I call them seasons, is that, you know what? Yeah, we could want to leave corporate America. And at that moment, we're like, yes, good for me. I'm going to be that stay-at-home parent. This is what is needed. This is where I go. And then eventually there's going to be that point. I mean, I did it. I, I came into this point where I was like, I love you all. I, I love you with every ounce of my being. But I need like adult conversation like I need more I need something else I know that there is something else out there for me is it corporate America I don't really know anymore is it because I still want to like you said I want to do the bus stops I want to be there I want to be at practice I want to be the one that's 
actively still the rock in the formation of this home, but I want to do something for me. And I think that so many times, if that means maybe you are being called back to corporate, great, then make that a possibility. If it's maybe doing something like you and I both do, where we work from home and where we make our own schedule and we've become the entrepreneurs and we've stepped into this avenue for ourselves, then maybe that's what it is also. But with having a coach, I think it's really awesome because then you can take that thought process and put it a little differently and look at it differently and learn how to, if it is stepping back into corporate, how do we make this time frame of, you know, being the CEO of your family into a resume option? How do we make this a skill? How do we turn it into something that is possible for you? How do we get back into the workforce? But also on top of it, it's turning what we already have and what we want and making a true vision for ourselves that we don't feel like we have to punch the time clock if that's not what we want, if that's not what will provide the life of our future. And I think that's what the good thing about having a coach is, is because we look at it in the outward perspective. We're that third party who can kind of go, but is that really what you want? Is this where we can go? Why not you? How about this way? And we can see avenues that maybe the other person has kind of blinders to, or they don't, you know, their own limiting beliefs could be stopping them. I mean, that is the hugest thing. I've had many coaches who have come to me and it's a simple question that I've asked myself a hundred times, right? And yet the way that they worded it or the way that they said it and the way that they just put it all together, you're like, well, then why not? Like, why not me? Why can't I do that? You know? And it's something so simple that it's just a difference of a question. It's the way they might word it that shows you maybe your own beliefs are stopping you and they're believing in you harder than you are. Mm, yes. Oh, uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, I, I, I talk about limiting beliefs a lot with, with my, with my clients. And actually a couple months ago, I did a workshop on it and I got to tell you, there's this really cool story. Um, and I'm kind of sharing it like, you can Google it and you'll have the exact words, but this is like me, like retelling it in my own words. So it's like, there's this man and he's walking through this, I don't know, animal place. And he sees all these elephants and he sees all these big grown adult elephants. And they have just like this little rope, like maybe like a two foot rope, like a thin rope tied around their leg. And it's, you know, then, you know, helping them to kind of stay in within the fence. And this man's walking by and he sees like this little rope tied to these big elephant's legs. And, and he asks the zookeeper, he's like, hey, why, why don't these elephants just run away? I mean, they're huge. They're strong. They can easily rip that rope. They can easily rip that rope and get out of this bind that they're in, mm-hmm. but they're not like they're super content. They're just there. And, and the, the zookeeper says something like, well, you know, when they were baby elephants, when they were baby elephants, they had this small rope tied to them. And guess what? It did keep them. It did keep them stuck there. It did keep them restrained. But here's the thing. They said, as they grew up, they continued to have that belief that that small little rope would keep them there. So they never tried. They never tried to escape. And I just, I love that story because it's like, it's like us. Like we might have something that we learn early on in our life or through an experience. And then we just believe that that's the way it's going to always be. And 
the invitation for all of us with our limiting beliefs, like myself included, is to like, is like think like, is there something that's keeping you stuck, right? Yeah. And in this case, the elephants, they this rope. And then, you know, you kind of explore like, well, where's, why am I, why am I feeling stuck? Okay. So then you have like mm-hmm. a belief behind it. And then where's that belief coming from? You know, did something ever happen? And then what I love to do with like my clients is talk through with them. Okay. So let's now just like, let's actually like be data scientists around this. Like, okay, what, what is this, what is this belief preventing you from doing? You know, what's impossible if you keep this belief, what are the consequences? Right. So you get like really like in tune with how this is holding you back. And then the invitation is just to write a new narrative, right? You do not have to act or live or be the way yesterday was. You can write a new narrative and show up and move forward and then empower yourself. So yeah, yeah, the limiting beliefs are huge. I know it comes up all the time. We're human. Yeah. I mean, it can come up from the working person, right? The person in corporate America, but it can come from the mom. It can come, everybody faces some sort of disbelief in themselves. I mean, even the most confident of people will have that moment of, can I do that? Is that really me? Should I do this? Like we all doubt. I mean, we all do. We, we, it's just natural. Um, one of the, the big, as you were speaking, there was a, a, memory that kind of came to my mind when I was talking with a coach before, um, they actually told me once they go, so who is hurt by you stepping forward in what you're being called to do? Who is being hurt by you not stepping forward? And I went, I don't, I don't know who is hurt. And he's like, everybody who you could be potentially helping. The world can be changed because you didn't step forward. So because of your selfish act, and and he put it this way, and I was like, ow, um, (laughs) because of your selfish act of worrying about you, you are hurting everybody else around you. And I went, ow. But it was so good for me because I was like, I never want to hurt somebody. Like, I don't want anybody to be at a disservice. So, okay, because I make myself uncomfortable for just a moment, I could be helping thousands of people. Like I could be helping others because of me being uncomfortable. But if I sit comfortably, who is being affected by me not going forward? Like so many people, my own house is affected because I'm not stepping forward because I don't want to be uncomfortable because I don't believe in myself because of my selfish act of worrying about me, mm. I could be hurting even my own home. And it was an eye-opening thing. It was huge. It was massive. I was like, as much as that hurt to hear, it was what was needed to be heard. And I think that's why having a coach that can kind of turn one of those things on you, like, who's hurting? Who are you hurting? Yeah. Because I wasn't thinking that way. I wasn't thinking in the way of like, who is who is not benefiting? Yeah. Who could not, who's losing out because I'm not stepping forward. And it was, I, mm. I didn't think that way, but that third party can, they can think that way. They can think at a different level than us. And it's so, so powerful to have that coach because I knew that the coach was coming from a safe space. They loved me. They cared for me. They, you know what I mean? Like it was out of true and genuine 
ability to see my own skills, to see my own things that were limiting me. And they believed in me. And in that moment, they believed in me harder than I believed in myself. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. so awesome when sometimes we need that kick. Um, I remember in corporate America too, where I've had coaches and I mean, and I call them coaches, but it was upper management that literally would look at me and be like, why are you, why have we not put you here? Why are you not going here? I'm putting you in for this. And you're like, I'm uncomfortable. What, where are we going? Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, you need to do this. This Mm -hmm. is what you're meant to do. And I'm like, okay. And there it's because they saw potential in me that I wasn't even recognizing. Um, So it comes we don't, we think of a coach and we think of somebody that we have to pay to do this. And sometimes it's literally, if you're working and you're in a corporate job or a nine to five, 10 book says it should be your leadership. It should be the person above you. But that doesn't mean that we can't get a coach at any point in time. Um, and, and have somebody there to believe in us through the whole thing. And, and debunk some of those things in our heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I was getting so curious when you were telling that story about like, you know, who are you, who are you hurting, you know, when you were sharing that. And I was just curious from your experience, Stephanie, like what was on the other side? So you had that conversation with that coach, mm-hmm. you had that aha. What was like, what happened next? And what was on the other side of having that realization for you? literally it was the other side of my future. Um, it was the podcast. It was my book going bestseller. It was me stepping in and getting on stages. It was, it was literally everything that I never thought possible for me, but now see it is completely possible for me and others. And Mm -hmm. I now see that like, I was uncomfortable. I was scared. I was worried. Oh my gosh, it's going to fail. It's not going to go well. And yet I now get to look back and be like, look at all of literally all the lives that I have been able to impact by me stepping forward. Um, And I think that something that goes in line with both of our stories is this op, like I look at it and go, um, I see a lot of faith in it. Um, I see my faith shows up a lot in it. And it's sometimes, you know, it it was that conversation led me to stepping forward in what I personally feel like I was called to do and sent here to do is to help others and to serve others in the way that I do now, not just as a mom, but as others, you know, helping others pursue their passions and and find themselves. And even when you were, you and I both were talking about our stories about how, you know, we feel called to leave corporate America. And yet we're like, I don't know, maybe we kind of do one of these tossover things. And it ends up being at the perfect time, right before we need to be pulled from it, right? So we can get used to it, right before there's that essence of like, you were needed right here, right now. You know, yours is to be able to travel abroad. I was called home within a few, like within a year, I ended up becoming homeschooling parent to all of my children. And then COVID hit a year later. So it ended up being one of these moments that you're like, if I wouldn't have stepped away, none of this other things, none of these other things could have happened. My, you know, my daughter would still be struggling in school. She would still be having difficulties. My other kids would just be having 
a hard time. They would hate school. We'd have so much negativity in our home if I wouldn't have stepped out of one place and trusted the process to be pulled in the direction that I'm being pulled. Mm -hmm. And I think the same would be said for yours that if you didn't step out of one place and be able to push yourself into the next, none of the other things would be able to go forward. And so I encourage people to step forward. Like, I know it's uncomfortable. I know you're feeling like you're being pulled in a weird direction and you're unsure, but we need to trust the process so that, yeah. you know, you might be called in a whole different direction, but it's what you're actually being called to do. Mm -hmm. That's such, that's such a beautiful testimony of the experience, Stephanie. And what was coming up for me was kind of the difference between, you know, fear and trust. And so often fear is going to come in doubt, fear, yeah. all that. And it's natural. We're not saying go away. Like it's going to always be there, but it, where are you choosing from? Are you going to choose from a place of fear or are you going to choose from a place of trust? And what you just shared so beautifully was choosing from that place of trust and, mm -hmm. you know, not letting the fear run the show, not right. letting it run the show. And I just, I think that's so beautiful. And, you know, it's interesting. I, in what you just brought out of me was thinking about that in like a new way as well, because when I was a stay at home parent, um, it turned out both of my children had really significant speech delays. And so like it, what well, we had like three to five appointments a week. And it, and when we were living abroad, my daughter actually started having challenges with her speech. So we were in a foreign country not many people spoke English. I had to get an English speech therapist. It was, it was a lot. And I just love how you just inspired me to think about that, Stephanie, in the sense that, you know what, I was in the right place in time because I needed to be that mom on the ground, like helping with all of those things and yeah, um, yeah trusting and, and, and trusting and following. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Trust, follow. You mentioned fear and how we, we face these fear moments and we can either use the fear as, and I think we talked about this. Do yeah. we keep the fear as a crutch right. to stop us or do mm -hmm. we use the fear as an accelerant mm -hmm. as the propelling force forward? Because there's, you know, two ways to look at fear. Do, do we hold back and run like run away or do we run in? And I think that it's a hard, it's a hard thing to do. You know, when you're standing there in fear and you're, you're unsure, you're questioning yourself, you're doubting, but if you have faith, you can step forward with the fear as an accelerant and go, I'm uncomfortable, but I'm going to take this uncomfortable as butterflies for the future, because there's something epic in front of me. Like this is going to be an epic moment. I know I am needed right here, right now. And there's something great for me. Yes. And you know, just because you come out of the moment and you're like, okay, like you're saying three and four appointments a day, you can't carry a corporate job with that. Like you can't, like there, it's, it's going to be so strenuous on you, on the kids, on the whole system. And it's easier if you were just at home, right? Like you can work on it there and you can be a part of it. I mean, my daughter needed many doctor's appointments and it was all just to diagnose ADHD, but in the, in turn, I was able to put him back into public schools. She now has a full diagnosis and they take care of her. 
it worked out perfectly in the moment that it needed to be there. And then on top of it, we didn't have to deal with COVID, but that was great. Hindsight 2020 worked out wonderful. <laughs> but sometimes we only see three stairs in front and we don't see the whole staircase that is about to unfold for us. But we're seeing this one staircase and it looks massive. But in the grand scheme, it's like this big, it's itty bitty, and we're going to be able to get over it. But it's fear that's holding us back. And, and having a coach and somebody to stand next to you. I mean, mm -hmm. I use my faith that I will tell 100 people a million times a day is that I use my faith. My faith is what stands next to me on everything, right? But having another physical person standing next to you going, yes, you can do this. Take the step. I've got you. I promise you. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's like a, doing a trust fall. A trust fall with one person is one thing. And I know the powerful person has me and I know I'm covered. and I know I've got it. But I mean, is it bad to have an extra set of hands? Not always. Like it's not, it's not awful to have that extra set of hands. And it's so important to like, to, if, if five sets of hands is what it takes for you to feel comfortable to make that step forward, then get five sets of hands. If it takes just one, then just take the one and move forward. But it takes faith in yourself. It takes faith in the process. It takes faith in, in what you're being called forward to do. Because I know personally, if I wouldn't have left corporate America, my children wouldn't be where they are. I wouldn't have my business. My husband and I wouldn't be, you know, like my husband wouldn't even be in his career. And he is far exceeding the money that I could have ever created. If I wouldn't have stepped out of the way, sometimes we're our own block. We need mm. to get out of our own way to see the propeller that is about to just throw us forward yeah. into an, and into the best part of what's coming forward. Oh, I, there were so many like golden things, Stephanie, you just shared for your listeners there. I loved it. I think getting out of your way uh, is so key. And so, and here's how I think about it. And if anyone listening, like, here's just a perspective, like, here's something, just try this out. The next time you're struggling with something, you have that fear, and there's some story circling in your head, ask yourself this question. If I climbed a ladder 10,000 feet above me, what would I see right now? What would mm. I see right now? And what that does, it provides perspective. It provides context. Mm. It gives you distance from the stuff. We love getting stuck in our stuff. All the stuff, all the stress, all the stuff. But when you gain that elevation, when you get out of your own way, you're able to see things differently and more clearly. And, yeah. and that can be faith walking up that staircase with you. It could also be, or that, ele that elevator or ladder. What are we talking about? We got stairs, ladders, elevators going up 10,000 feet. Um, it could be faith. It could be a coach to provide that elevation. And then, right. and then an accountability too, an accountability oh. because we all have our best intentions. Like we have a new perspective. We set actions and the mm -hmm. accountability that can be created with a coach is like the accountability of a personal trainer and you, 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 you stay on track. So yeah. Oh my God. I just love that. Like that getting the elevation and I use it daily myself. Like what would I see 10,000 feet above? Yeah. And sometimes 
even if we ask ourselves that question of like, what would I see? Mm-hmm. We kind of like, I mean, right now I think about it. I'm like, what would I see? I don't even, I don't even know. What well, if I stepped up that high, what would I, what would I see? And you're mm-hmm. like, sometimes you need that extra set of eyes or that other perspective to be like, this is what you're missing. Here's your blind spots. I mean, yeah. my people tell me all the time, you know, we're a hunting family and we're getting ready for hunting season. I will always go hunting with him because he's looking in different perspectives than I am because he's seeing a different, he's just, I can't see everything. Mm-hmm. I can only see certain parts and what I'm looking at, what I'm focusing at, not and if I'm focusing right here, I can't see what's behind. And that's mm-hmm. the joy of having somebody else in your corner. And if that, like I said, if that takes six people, it takes six. If it takes two, it takes two. Um, mm-hmm. But having the other per- people to be able to pull you and go, okay, here's what you would be seeing that you're missing here. Look at what we're we're not seeing. Go forward. Right. And, and I think you brought up something really interesting there too, because let's say you do get elevation, right? Let's say you go up and to your point, what you just said, let's say you don't know what you see. Like, you're like, wait a second, it's all blurry. I don't see anything. I also want to just put into the space that there's no make wrong on that. There's no judgment or like, there's no good, bad. And so that's then another opportunity to explore. It's like, okay, things are blurry. Like, huh, like what, you know, what do you think has been contributing to this getting so blurry for you? Like, what is something, it's blurry. Okay, what do you want to bring into focus, right? Or like, maybe there's an opportunity to actually, in that case with someone, actually tap more into like getting them to learn more about themselves and what they need and maybe going back into some self-care and wellness. And so, yeah, there's never a right or wrong. There's never, a, you know, good or bad. No one needs to be fixed. Nothing's broken. It's just all about like expanding. So let's, you go up, it's blurry. Well, let's use that as a conversation starter to see what we can explore and move forward. And I think you just made a really good point of like, there is no right or wrong. There Mm -hmm. is no, no, like one size fits all thing. Like this is your journey. It's your experiences. It's your life. So so many times I feel like we feel, okay, well, just give me the generic, like, just give me, just tell me what I need to do to get the answers or tell me what I need to do to feel better. Right. We, we, we expect the, the 10 tips that's going to make it all wonderful and better for me. Mm -hmm. And yet it's not that simple because we need you to see the things we need you Mm -hmm. to be a participant in it. We need your input, your steps, because I mean, it's not the game of life. This is your life. Like your your path depends on you and your steps and your experiences. Yes, we might run next to each other. We might run similar to each other. And other times we might have nothing in common. And it's great. That's fine. But we need to look at it in the way of, um, we need to look at it in the way of this is yours. So you're not meant for a one size fits all. You're not meant for generic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and if, if someone's looking for like specific steps, right. And someone to tell you exactly what to do, 
there's nothing wrong with that, but that might be more of like a consultant, right? Like consultants differ than coaches, differ than therapists. You know, therapists tend to look more towards the past and explore like emotions and trauma. And that is significant. It needs an expert trained professional. Yes. You know, consultants, there's a need for them. They tell you do X, Y, Z to achieve ABC. Yeah, great. Like there's a role. That's, that's, that's super. Where we've been having this conversation today, just all centered around this context of coaching, is that the person knows the answer. The coach is there to help guide them to uncover that answer that's within themselves. And it's just so beautiful. And then they come up with the own steps. They're, the person knows their own steps. They just need someone there to help them be in the room with them. It's like you're in a dark room with a flashlight trying to find something. Yep. And that's so, I think that's the key that we all forget is that most of the time we already have our own answers. Yeah. We have answers to our questions. We know what we need to do. We have it all. We have it within us. We just need somebody else. Like we need the assistance to pull it out. And we, yes, like you said, therapists are great. They're going to uncover all of the past and kind of let you see what's going on and heal and work through it. The, the consultant's going to tell you, here's, ABC and XYZ and here's the exact steps, which is great. Yep. But most of the time we already have the answers. We already know what to do. We probably just need the accountability partner more than anything. We just, we, we need somebody to like lift the one thing that we're missing. Um, like I, I always say, I will never go into an escape room just because that's just too much stress in such a short period of time. Um, but it's like that we need that other person to kind of push us in the escape room, figure out what we're missing and then find our own answers and be able to walk out on our own. And we can do that. We have it in us. And if somebody is listening and is just like, yes, please. Yes, please help me find my answers. Um, bring me up those stairs, bring me up. Let me see. I need, I need the answers or I need the guidance. Um, how can they get in touch with you to get those steps and the next steps forward and really find the answers within themselves? Oh, I'd love to share. And I think I want to tell first, like, if that's you who like wants to know the answers that are searching, I also want to just put in the space that like, you are not alone. Like it is okay to be confused. It is okay. I think if anything, I'm taking Stephanie, like you and I have shared so much about our own journeys. Like we've been confused in our lives and that's okay. So <laughs> first of all, it's okay. Um, and then where to find me. So I am active on Facebook. So you can find me there. You can also find me on Instagram. It's Carrie underscore Cravalo underscore coaching. And my website is CravaloCoaching.com. And I'm going to be launching a Facebook group soon too. Um, that's going to be called the Motherhood and Career Club. I really want to create a safe place other than HR, other than your partner, to talk all things motherhood, all things career. I love it. I love it. So guys, make sure that you check the notes of this show um, to make sure you can get Carrie's links and get everything situated because this is a situation and a and a resource that you need in your hand and in your corner. She's incredible. Um, and, and become part of the Facebook. You I mean, that's how we need to, we need to be there. We need to be in a community of others like us. You are not alone. 
So make sure that you go ahead, follow along with Kiri, get on the know, get in her little list of people that needs to get all the info so that you can be the first to know when her Facebook group becomes available so that you can be involved in it because we want to make sure that we are all together in this community and growing together because why not? Why not have a community of people with you and have Carrie leading it? Because I'm joining. I know I will be there. So um, make sure you're following along with Carrie and along with the podcast, because I promise these, there's more coaches and more people coming up in conversations that are just that things you don't want to miss. And so um, thank you for being here, Carrie. Thank you for all of your insight and knowledge and just stepping forward in your calling because it's been pivotal to more than just me. Thank you. It's been a blast. Thank you guys. And make sure you follow for more. We'll talk later.